What's up? It's your host, Tori, and who's ready to be petty? A little BTS for you guys. Um, This is my 12th episode. I've been recording podcasts since uh, late, late October, and I still get a little nervous before each one, so just wanted to let you know that's the sitch over here right now. Welcome to March. I am thrilled because, as I said in December, November is the worst month, but February is a close second. I have so many things that I want to talk about today that we will just get right into it. This week, I straight up did not have to be petty well I don't know who's to say if I was petty or not this week (laughs) definitely not like my siblings or my colleagues or my parents or anything um but it was basically all covered for me by all of the crazy shit that's going down in Hollywood namely the Chloe Tristan Jordan update so we'll get into that pretty quick But I also just wanted to say that since all of these things are happening midweek and I usually try to post each podcast on Sunday or Monday, I don't want to give you guys a delayed response to the things that I'm thinking about. So I'm going to try to start doing some live reactions on my Instagram at our TBP podcast if you'd like to follow along just so you don't have to wait to hear what I have to say until Sunday or Monday, which like sounds incredibly arrogant now that I'm saying that out loud like you guys would ever give a shit about my opinion on this stuff but anyways if you want some more shorter little live updates you can follow me on Instagram to get those but let's dive into um Chloe Tristan Jordan scandal the red table talk with Jada Pinkett Smith was released and like it's getting a lot of clout for Facebook shows like it's a show on Facebook but like I often see like TMZ headlines or other news out (laughs) sorry I was gonna say like news sources with a straight face obviously TMZ is a gossip website like a celebrity gossip website not a legitimate news source but anyways the red table talk has been in a lot of gossip websites and I don't know news outlets for some of the content or some of the things that have been revealed on there so and I'm, I'm not trying to shade it as like a Facebook show because I would take one any day I'm super available if that's something that they're interested in but I think that it's just doing really well um for a show that's on Facebook actually before we dive into it this actually like rings a bell like I I to be honest I couldn't get through the entire episode um I did watch all of the highlights I guess that's not great investigating on my part but it was just very difficult it was very tedious so I watched the highlights and I am I'm ready to dissect the kind of things that I like the takeaways that I got from this tv show which this this brings up two thoughts that I have a why didn't I do this in university like did I have a takeaway for any lecture that I listened to no but a 22 minute Facebook show um hosted by Jada Pinkett Smith and I have takeaways that I want to discuss like we're at like some fucking group project here the second thing that rings a bell I feel like this episode of the podcast is all about my investigation work reminds me of this time where um I used to work at a different university and for Halloween my colleagues and I decided to dress up as each other so we picked names out of a hat 
this other girl got me and she dressed up as a sleuth um like the emoji um so like the short cropped hair the hat the magnifying glass like the coat and it was just so funny but it's because I often I don't do it so much anymore but used to call myself a sleuth sleuth or an investigator stuff like that because he was always finding out out about the secrets or the gossip um before other people and tying it all together with different things I had heard from the week and I know Chloe from Siesta Key who is on another level like should work for the FBI or whatever the Canadian equivalent is to the FBI but the CSA question mark uh, anyways um I'm no Chloe but I do dabble anyways back to the red talk table So I couldn't get through the whole thing. It was tough, but my main takeaways were I thought that it was so funny how Jada and Jordan dissected for literally six minutes out of the 22 minutes. That's an estimation I didn't count, but about her armchair position at the party. So let me rewind it for a minute. Basically, Jordan said that she was out out at the clubs in LA with her friends and they were heading to an after party and she heard that the after party was at Tristan's but was like oh why would it be bad if I am going to an after party at like a mutual friend's house which I agree wholeheartedly. So she ended up going to the after party and this was she was saying like 2 3 a.m they were partying till 7 kind of thing and when they were at his house which I didn't know he had a house in LA because he's based out of Cleveland she was perched on the armchair chair the armchair arm that he was sitting on so I just think it's so funny they dissected this like she was like yeah so I was sitting on like the armchair arm and my legs were like dangling so I could see from some people that like It could be seen as giving a lap dance. And I was like, "Mm, questionable. But then Jada was like, well, where were your legs? Like, where were they touching? And she was like, it was like the lower half of his like calf or something like that. And it was just so funny how they were dissecting it to such intense detail. And I totally get why she would sit on like the arm of a chair because like no one wants to sit on the ground especially if you're wearing like a dress or a skirt like it you don't want to show your underwear to people so you don't want to sit on the ground so I find often women especially are perched on a fucking armchair chair and oh my god an arm of a chair like I could see how your legs would dangle like in front of the person who's sitting on the chair And I think it's just also really interesting because I wouldn't think twice about this if it was like just trustworthy people. So that was another thing that I like clued into because I feel like people would only take notice about that if it's two sketchy people. And Tristan has already proved time and time again that he is a sketchy individual. So I feel like that's when it starts to set off people's red flags. Plus, I feel like sitting on the floor is probably like below celebrities. Like, do do they do that? Like, I feel like they're always sitting on a chair where us like fucking plebs are like sitting on a floor, a pillow, like leaning against a wall. And I just feel like they're better than that. So I don't know. And then so she also says, 
um, when she was leaving the party, Tristan walked her out, which this is kind of when my alarm bells went off because I think that, again, that's just kind of a little bit sketch. I don't know if you guys watch this show. This is probably a, a very deep reference, but... Um, there's a show on Bravo called Shaws of Sunset and there's this episode that it really reminded me of where Mima walks Gigi out to maybe have like a cigarette or something on a driveway. They were in like Aspen or some ski resort or something like that and he had a girlfriend and he tried to kiss Gigi and I think that it's just really interesting because that's usually that's like a move like I remember at high school parties I feel like that was like a move like walking someone out because you get private time with them and you get alone time and there's no one to interrupt so I feel like that's a good time to like kiss somebody or ask someone out or something like that so I thought that that was a little bit weird again though like who knows maybe they were just talking and they wanted to continue the conversation I don't know I'm probably super naive with these things and then another thing the that stood out to me and also stood out to the rest of the internet was that people were talking about Tristan's height and how he's so much taller than her and that there'd be a few second delay before he like made his way down to kiss her which like is insane like that's not how real life works especially like people are sometimes put in situations where they don't have the opportunity or feel like they have the choice to say no to some of those things when there's a weird power balance, um, especially women. So I think that that's also something that like we cannot falter about that because she was kind of saying how she let it happen. And I don't know what other people's interpretations about that is, like if she tilted her face up or um, welcomed it or whatever. But I think that there's also an opportunity for that not to be the case and that we can't fault her about that another funny thing that I thought about the episode was that at the end Jada was like this has been very distressing for three families like being affected by the scandal and I was like what three families and I assume she meant the Woods family, the Kardashian family, and the Smith family, which I just think is like so funny that she would include that her family was being so affected by the scandal. I just thought that was so funny. I also didn't know that Jordan was such close friends with the Smiths, and I'm wondering if that's why um, her and Kylie initially met. So if you know that little tidbit, um, let me know because I'd be super interested in that. So this episode aired on March 1st and it's now March 4th and write like basically a fucking live tweet. Chloe tweeted that Jordan was the reason that her family split up which it's kind of like lol like you can't actually think that this is Jordan's fault. <laughs> Cheated, uh, Tristan literally cheated on you as you were uh, like about to give birth. Someone said on Twitter like as she was seven centimeters dilated. So it's just kind of like no this one's Tristan's B. Like this one's all on him. Um, but here's where it gets interessante. On March 2nd Chloe then tweeted and she kind of changed her mind. Um, and I actually pulled the quote from the tweet because, well, I feel like this is a ready to be petty first where I'm actually properly quoting someone and giving you the hard hitting facts. But she's, she tweeted and I quote, what's been harder and more painful is being hurt by someone so close to me, someone who I 
whom I love and treat like a little sister. But Jordan is not to be blamed for the breakup of my family. This was Tristan's fault. And it's like, A, is that the proper use of the word whom? I'm not sure if anyone knows, hit a girl up. And B, it's really nice that she like reflected, it was about 24 hours after her first tweet, that she reflected, took back her initial reaction of anger, and like came to a more rational response and shared that with the world. Like I actually think that that was like pretty mature. Um, and then in their next tweet, she said that she's just ready to kind of move forward and move on and hopes that everyone else does too. And I am very happy to do that. <laughs> it's so weird how this incident blew up in such huge proportions. Literally every news outlet, again, more gossip blogs but every news outlet picked it up and have just been running story after story like it's still pretty big headline so it just blew up okay one one more thing that I wanted to mention is that the tweet that Chloe sent out if you notice it is in present tense it says whom I love and treat like a sister so I'm wondering if like things have kind of calmed down Jordan also refollowed Kim on Instagram so I'm wondering why this is happening um we've also heard no word from Kylie so I'm just maybe things are more of what Jordan says that it was all on Tristan and she made a mistake but there was circumstances that led to that mistake and maybe we'll see that things kind of blow over and they can all mend fences which would be really nice. Last thing about the red table talk that I wanted to mention is that Jordan looked absolutely beautiful. I know that she's a model so it's it's a given that she's beautiful but she just looked like her skin was glowing. She had these beautiful eyelashes and her hair was in this cute ponytail. Um, she just looked so fresh faced put together um, and just like really beautiful. She was wearing like a black long sleeve tight dress um, and white dad sneakers. I think that she might regret the sneakers because she looked so beautiful but I thought the sneakers were a little too clunky and I just like I'm they're cool. They're trendy right now like I'm not cool enough for them but celebs are and it's just so funny sometimes that the Hollywood trends like these dad shoes like don't super trickle down to real life like that easy trend of like a thick dad almost like a white new balance sneaker that we used to like tease dads for wearing but they're like super trendy right now anyways I want to move on from the red table talk because it's not super uplifting that's that's the investigation work that I've done this week. Alas, there is more. <laughs> so I'm moving on. I want to talk about the new Jonas Brothers song, Sucker. I am a sucker for the Jonas Brothers. I've been a lifelong fan. I was kind of on the tail end of the Backstreet Boys and popularity because I'm 26 now. So they were kind of at the peak and then the the not so peak of their careers when I was a child and a teenager but like the Jonas Brothers were like at the height of their career right when I was a teen so I love 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 them and I didn't know that they've been disbanded since 2013. I cannot believe it's been six years. It feels like it was like last year for some reason. I'm really happy to be getting new music liking their music and the other things that I'm talking about are 
one of those things that I'm working on where I know that my likes and interests other people don't think they're super cool but I do so I'm just gonna live my best life not be embarrassed that I like the Joe bros at 26 years of age anyways so they got back together for those of you uninitiated and they did some really cute like press and promo for their new song which is really good they remade this iconic video where Nick and Kevin move a table Uh, like they turn around a table and then Joe storms into the room and they cross their arms and they say oh have the how the tables have turned and it was like a movie like a video a YouTube video or something like that that they made when they were on tour and they remade it and it was just very very cute and I liked that they connected so much with the audience and like remembered that that was like such a big deal to us at the time they also this is like super insider baseball I I know I'm losing listeners by the second but I need to get this out um They also, on a radio interview, identified Ashley Iconetti from The Bachelor as one of the people that broke the news of their reunion, which I think is just so funny. So she is like a Joe Bro stan. Like, if I'm a fan, she is a stan. She went to like 27 or like over 20 Jonas Brothers concerts in like the northeastern part of the United States met them and they had recognized her like they because she had been to so many concerts they were starting to kind of know who she was she noticed that their Instagram account got reactivated a few weeks ago so she started tweeting about it and they were all joking on a radio show that she was the one that kind of broke the news and I just thought that that was so cool because they were like yeah we like we knew that one of our fans that we recognized from all of these concerts in like the New York area went on The Bachelor and then we know that she was the one that tweeted because I'm sure Ashley has like a million followers on Twitter and Instagram. She was one of the ones that first broke that news because she is like the ultimate fan. So I thought that that was really funny. Another interesting article that I read was talking about how it's actually a really good time for them to come back because like they're still really young. Again, they've only been disbanded for like six years and before they were like pretty much at the height of their career and it doesn't seem as despy as like when Backstreet Boys or like New Kids on the Block or stuff like that, like when they reunite, like they're all in their 40s and maybe even 50s and it just kind of sounds like or it just feels like a last ditch effort at like fame and fortune, which honestly they're doing really well. Like that new that new Backstreet Boys music video where it shows them in like their families and their wives and stuff. It's like they're not doing bad. Their houses are super nice. But anyways, I just like picture them like downtrodden and like desperate for fame. But it doesn't really seem like that. But anyways, I think that this was a good move for the Jonas Brothers like no one's being like oh why are they here like why are they back doing this or like trying to get 15 more minutes of fame like they're all still well sans Kevin they're all still pretty famous Nick and Joe are are doing really well so it just doesn't seem as desperate so I honestly like I'm talking and I'm getting on a tangent I don't even remember what I was talking about before (laughs) 
I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to get all of this out. So they also released a music video with the song and it's so good. It's kind of like a Marie Antoinette themed uh, castle estate, big dresses, bright colored um, music video, like with a beautiful lawn and gardens and kind of a little bit of like Alice in Wonderland dinner spreads. um, And it just is really it's really cool and they included their respective partners so kevin the eldest is married to danielle and they have two kids joe is engaged to sophie turner from game of thrones nick is engaged no married to uh priyanka chopra who was most recently in that um, rom-com isn't it romantic again doing really well for themselves But there's one thing that I noticed that I want to know if you guys noticed too. It seems like Danielle Jonas is on the outs. Like with the girls, I'm unsure about the guys because like who cares. But like I honestly think that she's kind of out like on the outs from Sophie and Priyanka who are so cool. Like they're beautiful, they're smart, they're talented. They're famous for other things outside of their husbands. Like they're just... I don't know so stylish and chic and they're just cool you know like when people just ooze cool like I don't know if it's like being easygoing or wearing cool clothes or I don't know because I don't have that it takes me so much work to get like one ounce of cool and like they just seem like they have it like that thing that everyone is looking for but it seems like Danielle isn't that type of person she kind of seems like she's on the outs and I don't know that was just something that like I it stood out to me and then I couldn't not see it when I rewatched the video so I had to do a deep dive I couldn't get away with this um, and I'm gonna lay out my argument like a motherfucking lawyer so again I recap the relationship who's with who and I think that Sophie and Priyanka probably ran in similar circles because they're both actors and they're both pretty famous and they're into fashion and all of those type of things. So they might have even had like kind of a relationship before him. Whereas I did not know Danielle Jonas was a normie just like us before she met Kevin Jonas. And I didn't even know that, so she was a hairdresser before they met in 2007 in the Bahamas when like Kevin was on vacation there and Danielle was with her family. And it's so weird because it's like, isn't that the dream for everyone where you're like on like a super sexy beach vacation and you meet the man of your dreams and they happen to be rich and famous and part of a boy band. So... (laughs) maybe I don't know (laughs) but um that's I don't know I feel like that's a dream that most people have I don't know I don't know anyways so I don't know if she still practices hairdressing now but yeah she was a hairdresser before so she was like a complete like normal person and then uh, met Kevin which like honestly everyone knows this to be true that you would have rather met Joe or Nick like let's let's be real honest right now but like hey Kevin he's not that bad I just think yeah he's kind of the one that's taken to more a suburban dad lifestyle where 
Joe and Nick are just like out in the world doing Hollywood and all of those type of things. It's of projects and really cool stuff. I didn't know. Well, I did know, but I forgot that Kevin and Danielle actually had a reality TV show, I think on E! Um, called Married to Jonas. Did anybody watch that? And if you did, can you send me like the cliff notes? Because I'll probably end up, end up binging it like in the next couple weeks. But I just like shook to my core that they had a freaking reality TV show. And also that I never watched it. That's so weird. I did my research. It says on Wiki that the first season of the show focuses on Danielle's tumultuous relationship with the mother-in-law, Denise Jonas. I don't know. I just feel like that spicy tea that I need to really get into. Like that's so interesting. And I wonder, I wonder what that looks like. It even said that it was a nominated for a Teen Choice Awards and it's like literally by who? Like who watched this show? Kevin was for sure the worst Jonas brother. <laughs> Anyways, okay back to my lawyer argument because I, I, I understand that I went off the rails and if you can picture me like in a courtroom giving my like closing arguments <laughs> and then I just go on a tangent about um married to Jonas that aired like 2011 to 2013 or something like that anyways so I analyzed all the photos and the music video like frame by frame and it always like seems that she's in like the back like and just like one inch further back from everyone else like they all set up for a picture and the photographer's like, Danielle, actually, can I get you to like take one step back? Like, I feel like that literally happens. And Nick posted a video of like, like a BTS of the Sucker Music video. And Priyanka and Sophie were like hamming it up for the cameras. And Danielle was literally laying there like she was like dead inside. And I was like, hmm, interesting. So I went back and looked at their Instagram and it, this is where it gets say. So in November, Priyanka and Nick got married in these elaborate, beautiful ceremonies all over the world. And on the 5th and, and I guess the 6th, subsequently, Priyanka hosted her bachelorette party. Danielle is noticeably missing, which this seems like she's trying to cover it up because... She then commented on the picture of the bride squad um, that she was having FOMO. But it's like, I would do that also if I was like kind of like not invited, but maybe invited and like needed to let the world know that like nothing was going on. I would post one of these like kind of passive aggressive comments. So I don't know, like, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that it was just a legitimate comment? Like missing out, I got the invite, I couldn't come. Or do you think she was like trying to let everyone know that there was a reason that she couldn't come and that she did get invited? I need to know your opinions. And then the day before there was a picture or maybe the day after because it was a picture of Priyanka and Sophie like super hungover sprawled out on a couch and Danielle commented and I quote because I this is the second quote that I've pulled from social media. Moving to another house stinks. Wish I could have gone. I am glad you girls, you guys are having fun. And it's like, girl, the Nick and Priyanka wedding is the wedding of the century. Did you see it? 
It was like 10 days long. They've had like six ceremonies. The fucking drone footage on their ceremony in India was like a movie. It was amazing. It's like you better plan your life around this wedding like I would. It was literally on Meghan and Harry levels of interesting. And it seems like, well, she states that she was moving to another house. It's like, I was going to say bitch, but girl, you're famous. Get someone else to do that. Put the kids with a nanny and go have the like best time ever with Priyanka Chopra and Sophie Turner. Like, I would literally drop everything like I would quit my job hop on a plane wherever they were and join that those festivities like it would just be so much fun so 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 much fun so one last thing I had to say about um the Jonas Brothers reunion was Frankie because little known little known fact There's actually four Jonas Brothers, and no, I am not making this up. This is not a bit. This is real life. There is a fourth Jonas Brother, the bonus Jonas, Frankie Franklin Jonas, and he's the youngest. He posted a video of him dancing to Sucker, but it's like, why does he live in this tacky, like, dorm room? It's so weird. It's like this tiny, dark room with one of those, like, I'm trying to think of the word, but I can't think it all think of it tapestry like a tapestry hanging behind like a huge gaming desktop computer and I'm like you couldn't have picked like a cooler place or like a more well-lit area or like something like what are you doing with your life or can't you get some of that Joe Bros money like I don't know it was so interesting it was just like it was like basically what I would send on Snapchat to my friends so I'm like why are you posting this to the world um but I guess he's pretty supportive of the reunion even though he got shafted again and wasn't wasn't invited back as the bonus Jonas <laughs> guess he's not into music as much as the other three one thing that also I thought about with the reunion of the Jonas Brothers and I was talking to a girl this week about being a camp counselor not for me she was just like recounting some stories about her time as a camp counselor but I was like oh I wish that I was like a camper which I feel like the people who know me in real life are like rolling their eyes so hard because I think the outdoors is like the parking lot of a mall, but (laughs) it just sounded so idyllic, but it just sounded so beautiful. She was talking about how on her breaks, she would get like popsicles with her friends and they would like lay out on the grass and like just talking about... I think that was like all she really said but it was just sounding so beautiful and I was thinking of like Camp Rock and the Jonas Brothers and then um, like the parent trap with Lindsay Lohan and stuff like that and I was just like ugh, I wish I was a camp kid or a camp counselor or something like that it just sounds like so fun living in like a little cabin and eating your meals in the mess hall or whatever it's called Anyways, that's the dream. A lot of you guys reacted a lot to my story about going to my boyfriend's office over the last week and seeing no pictures of myself there. Um, situation still hasn't been still hasn't been remedied. <laughs> if you wanted an update, but I thought that it was really 
funny to hear back people's responses to that story. I really appreciate it. And I thought that I would actually, since this is my 12th episode, re-listen to the first half, the first six episodes, because I often make crazy claims and accusations um, and little bits about how I'm assigning you guys homework assignments or want to hear your opinion. I just wanted to re-listen to see what I said in haste, reflect if those things have like come to fruition, just what's the update on the kind of out of control, the OOC claims that I've made over the past, the first half of my podcasting career. I listened to all the episodes on like two times speed which I'm assuming double speed. I don't know. I, I don't know what the correct terminology is, but I should because I'm a broadcaster, whatever the double speed option is on like Apple Podcasts. And for, honestly, I think I kind of sounded better. I don't know if other people listen on the two times speed. I just sound so awkward talking about this shit. You guys, so, so brutal. But I thought I actually sounded pretty good on the two times, like the double speed. Like I could still get the flow of the conversation, but I didn't make so many like awkward pauses and stuff. So I was pretty proud of myself, TBH. Anyways, some of the crazy shit that I said. So episode one. I said that this podcast changed my life because I was going to up my water intake because this podcasting mic that I use picks up every little sound that you could ever imagine. Update. I don't think I have had a sip of water in like a week. I am one parched bitch. So no, that did not last long. But this is a very good reminder that I will have a glass of water after this. Um, The second thing that I said that was crazy was that I was going to post weekly 20-minute episodes and I I don't think I've yet to post um, 20 minutes because it's so easy to talk to you guys, Um, especially when I have a fun guest on the podcast. It's just very easy to chat um, away like we're just two friends hanging out because that's what the guests have been, two friends hanging out. So um, it's just funny because I could talk forever um, on the podcast. In episode two, I was talking about Ariana and Pete's breakup, and I was dying for more Ariana Grande music, and she released Thank You Next, which is such a good album. I usually take a few, like, listens to really warm up to songs, like, even with, like, Justin Bieber and stuff like that. I'm like, "Eh, I'm not too sure if I'm into this. But now, after I've listened, like, ten times, I'm so into so many good songs on Thank You Next. I love NASA. It's so good. Imagine is so good it's so 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 good it's really fun to like pretend sing like Mariah Carey style in the shower and in the car and stuff like that I also talked a lot about Caitlin and Jason Tardik which they're still going strong I'm still getting lots of social media updates from those two and Nick Vial the ex is still um suing them on his podcast so again really hoping for a Caitlin Jason clap back on episode three Three, I talked about Queer Eye and I cannot wait for season three and I just said that I wanted to bring some of their candidness into my life where they like absolutely bury like bury a person like absolutely tear them down to the 
the depths of their core and then build them up with this amazing makeover. And I definitely think I have been more candid or more honest in my life. I don't know if anyone can attest to that. Um, I definitely think I've been a little more upfront about those things. Still being supportive. Yeah, I think that it's nice to always tell the truth. Uh, (laughs) Obviously. In episode four, we kept Champ, my guest's name, a secret. Because Champ is obviously a nickname. And I thought today would be the big episode where we reveal his real name. Just kidding. (laughs) We're going to keep that on a secret for a little bit longer. He also was talking about how he learned um, how to floss. And I have still like not learned. And I don't think I ever will, to be honest. The dance move, I'm just way too uncoordinated. Um, And we talked about winter break and how I always try to avoid everyone. And you guys, I successfully did it. I went home to Kamloops for the holiday and I did not speak to one person that I didn't want to speak with. (laughs) And it was amazing. We also joked about Ready to be Petty getting merch. And that sort of actually did come true. I got some limited edition t-shirts and they're they're limited edition because I only bought three, one for myself and two for my sisters because I thought that no one else would want them. (laughs) That's sad, but maybe in the future. But we also have stickers. We, I also have stickers. Um, So if you leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and email me, your mailing address at rtbppodcast at gmail.com. I'll send you a little note and a sticker. It says ready to be petty. It's just the logo there. On episode five, I um, had my little sister Rowan and we said, we promised in her next podcast that we would talk about meeting boys in Victoria and what the landscape of dating in Victoria looks like. And she was back on episode 10. We did not mention boys at all. (laughs) So maybe um, that's coming to a podcast app near you. Um, In episode six, Petty about 2018. And I set my 2019 goal of not using my phone before bed and instead stretching, doing some yoga, listening to music, I don't know, painting my nails, just doing anything else but looking at my phone or looking at another screen and that has gone down the toilet lol I don't think I've done I've done that a few nights but like it's very infrequent so I'm putting it out into the universe and reestablishing that I am going to try again at my 2019 intention of better sleep hygiene And this is also when we first talked about the Chloe and Tristan scandal on the pod. It has really come full circle uh, in six more episodes. Yeah, really, really full circle. And I I did listen to part of episode seven. I was watching... Las Chicas del Cable um, and I just wrapped up Grand Hotel and I said that there is a connection between those TV shows of why I love them so much and the answer was Jan Gonzalez who is the lead male in both of those TV shows just this like very handsome boy actor male actor from Spain um, who I really enjoy 
And someone did tweet that at me. And so in in the spirit of this episode where I am investigating things, I was like, oh, I should check who tweeted that at me that it was Yawn and that there was like other TV shows and movies that he's featured in that I should watch. And it was just a Bachelor fan account. (laughs) So I was like, that's very disappointing. And in that episode, we also talked about Colton jumping over the wall and how excited I am for the upcoming Bachelor season. And you guys, I've fallen off the train so hard. I'm like five episodes behind and I just don't think I'll get into it. Still reading spoilers, still reading recaps, but I just don't think I can trudge through the show, which is really hard for me to say because I usually I usually do just because I'm so ingrained in watching that TV show but I have haven't been super up to date and apparently we're supposed to get the wall jump tonight so I'm really I am looking forward to that just to see how it all plays out anyways you guys that's it from me it's been a blast podcasting um these past 12 episodes and I can't wait for a lot more to come It's time for me to pack my veggies for my meetings tomorrow. Uh, So I wish you a good night. You can listen to Ready to be Petty each week on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, via your Alexa or your Google Home, and basically every other podcast app out there. You can follow along on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RTBP Podcast. Liking, commenting, and subscribing, and leaving a five-star rating on iTunes helps the pod find new listeners, and I really, really appreciate it. And I would also love to hear from you guys. You can reach out to me at any time with your thoughts on the things that I talk about on the pod. As always, I am Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon.